Welcome back to the Internet Computer Report. We are joined with Human Shadab. He is the founder of ICME. That is a no-code builder on the internet in the, on the internet computer. Uh, so just to start it off, maybe Human, you can give us a little background on yourself, uh, how you got into the blockchain industry. Um, yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for having me, guys. It's great to see you. Great to be on this uh, excellent podcast. I've really enjoyed it. Um, over the years. Yeah, I'm a co-founder of ICME with uh, ICME with uh, White Benno. And um, it really combines, you know, sort of my passions in uh, no-code software development on the one hand, in parallel with my passion for blockchain. And of course, why not, why not be passionate about the best of the blockchains, which I view as being an internet computer. And sort of how I got into all this was I'm also a professor at New York Law School. I've been there for over a decade now, time flies, and I love it, it's an amazing institution. And I got into blockchain, just maybe a somewhat long story short, is just through researching and writing as an academic in the financial services area, regulation, hedge funds, and all that stuff, derivatives, you, re, you, know, you begin to realize, of course, how important technology is. Um, I've had a lifelong interest in technology, I tried to major in computer science um, at UC Berkeley, uh, ended up as an economics major. So that's always been of interest to me and I think will be relevant in just a moment too. But um, so certainly, you know, once you see the importance of technology, um, that's, that's a good thing to kind of stay on the cutting edge and develop research and scholarship that really embraces the new. And then, um, then I got into Bitcoin. Um, I don't know how early it is. Everyone likes to say how early they were but I guess relatively early, earlier than some, later than others, um, in the 2014 area, because a, a gentleman by the name of Jerry Brito, the, the founder of Coin Center, was like, hey, you wanna write this article on Bitcoin financial regulation. You'd write the financial regulation stuff. I know about Bitcoin, I'll write the, um, the Bitcoin stuff. And he was, he was definitely early and we'll go from there. And then I ended up with an opportunity to testify or present before the Commodity Futures Trading Commission on what, is appropriate means of Bitcoin regulations from like a derivatives law perspective, which built upon my prior testimonies before Congress um, as an academic on, on hedge fund regulation and executive compensation. And then, you know, obviously it goes from there. Once you go down the Bitcoin rabbit hole, you know, you, you, your perspective, I think, changes. It makes technology, I think, so exciting and the possibility is so amazing, even, even with just Bitcoin. Even in the early days of Bitcoin, people were talking about, oh, using, you know, colored coins, using Bitcoin to confirm property sales. And then Ethereum launched. I uh, missed that one too, right? Then Ethereum launched. And that, that really brought to the idea of these programmable smart contracts that exist on this global computer network that go um, beyond just payments, uh, like Bitcoin or store of value, whatever you want to use it for. And so that's exciting, again, for law, enterprise applications. Uh, that's, that was really tr potentially transformative. And at that time, I had also uh, co-founded a startup on smart legal contracts, trying to apply um, blockchain, of course, Ethereum, but um, to that concept of let's automate commercial contracting. Let's make it so, you know, if the temperature is too hot, you get an automatic deduction in, in your rent or your commercial office space bill. But I think like a lot of people that were kind of early to the let's use blockchain for enterprise space, we realized pretty quickly that Ethereum is not built for that. It can't do that. Uh, it was not scalable. It's way too expensive. So a lot of folks went to like the private blockchain area to, to find things that maybe address Ethereum's uh, costs and speed and scalability and perhaps privacy issues as well. 
And so ultimately there was no product that was really commercializable, commercially feasible using Ethereum. And then at the same time as a educator and as someone who really loves technology, who loves to develop stuff, but I was sitting there buying how to do JavaScript, how to code in Python, all those books that you know people read. I, I read all these debates about which what language should I learn, JavaScript or Python, right? You know, if you want to be a programmer, then realize it's the um, the juice is not worth the squeeze, right? It's just very difficult unless you're doing full time as a career to make it. I think rewarding to become a coder. And then at, at the same time, I watched a video by a woman named Tara Reed. It was a TED Talk on how to build software without coding. And that was another lightning bolt, which, which hit me in the same way I guess blockchain did. Another rabbit hole to go down the no code revolution. And the idea there is that anyone without learning how to code, still, it can still be technical, it still takes time to learn, but anyone can build their own software without having to learn how to code. And so that's a massive revolution in the way software is developed who it's developed by, and of course, how much it costs and how, and how it is to upgrade. And so I learned a platform fairly well called Bubble, um, which I think is really one of the best web two no code platforms. And they really have thought this out well in terms of being able to build without writing code in fairly sophisticated uh, JavaScript and other types of web app tools. And that's a, and it's a, it's a great company. There's a learning curve to be sure. But um, I think they, they really set an amazing precedent of having this sort of life-changing impact. It's like, whoa, once you cross this threshold, when you learn Bubble, it's like, oh my gosh, I can do this too. I can build an app. Um, I can launch a software company. I can do it myself without venture funding, any funding without even any other employees. I can basically become a software development, marketing, sales, legal if you're a lawyer uh, machine. And I think it's so empowering for creators and developers. And so, so coming to ICME, what we're doing is combining, in my opinion, the best of the no-code revolution and the best of blockchain um, in the middle. And of course, that's, that's come to the internet computer. The internet computer uh, I got into because I knew um, some of the early developers of it, including Dominic, um, in the early days. You know, I had, I had, I had the fortune to meet them, Tom Ding, um, and others at conferences and workshops, really, you know, impressed by the, their thinking on the matters. And so that, how, that's how I was aware of it. Um, while the Definity Foundation was um, certainly taking those years to make the network, um, I just kept abreast of its developments, you know, kind of waiting for, for launch like all of us did. And then it launched, you know, in May and of last of 2021, and they had the grant application program. And I'm like, oh, cool. Now I, I'll combine my passion for no code with my passion for the internet computer and submit an application. It was uh, rejected in part because I'm not a true coder developer. Thank you. But um, fortunately, the application of White Benno was accepted. And so as a, as a coder, uh, as a great coder, uh, as far as I can tell, Rust, Matoko, and all the good stuff, um, and the web app and the web uh, languages, he he got the grant and he launched ICME um, earlier last year, and then basically circled back to me to join um, to join, and that's how and that's how I joined ICME, and it was really kind of a no brainer. As much as I wanted to kind of do things on my own and and be a solopreneur and everything, the opportunity to really develop these uh, and push forward the tech with. My, both my passions and entrepreneurship and technology at once 
um, was really an easy, an easy, uh, an easy question to answer. And so that's that's where we are with icing me and how I got there. And you know, as I learn more about the internet computer ecosystem and the blockchain and what they're doing, I do believe um, it is you know the the most well thought out blockchain in terms of um, what it can do, its speed, its scalability, its security properties. And um, I think, as far as I can tell, I'm extremely impressed by what they've done so far, as well as, you know, their roadmap. The roadmap to me seems like, you know, the, the SpaceX for crypto or whatever ambitious project um, you have. And if you go to their developer forums, and I, I would encourage everybody to go to their developer forums, you can see how much thought they give to all of their, their milestones and their development and, and, and with full acknowledgement that in many engineering tasks or choices, there's going to be trade-offs. If you're going to do this, it's going to be maybe a little bit less secure or potentially have a vulnerability if you're going to have that but um, versus that approach. But I do think that overall, you know, more than any other project, they have effectively reduced, if not completely solved, that trilemma of blockchain or distributed networks of being speed, uh, fast, performant, affordable, and secure as well. Um, so it's a really exciting space. I think a lot of us who have gone down the internet computer rabbit hole are just super excited to learn more every day about developments. And I think that the upcoming hackathon announcement is very exciting. And, and if you look on, if you read between the lines, it looks like their first DevCon is going to be, the first uh, Definity DevCon is going to be this summer somewhere. Hopefully New York, so I don't have to travel, but happy to go to a remote island as well. Amazing. Yeah. No, yeah. We hope it's in New York too. <laughs> now, yeah. so we're in the same place. And for you, especially, I find it so interesting that you come from a, well, inter interdisciplinary background, but starting in law, and then you went down the bit Bitcoin rabbit hole, and then you landed where you are now, and you had your, your toes in so many different things. Um, before we dive into more about ICME, I kind of want to ask, like, where, how, how do all these things fit together for you? Because you're not a typical technical person, but you somehow stumbled upon what we agree is like the most technically significant blockchain. And then you also found a way to, you know, cover this huge niche that is no code building um, in one place. So how, like, how do your skill sets in all the different areas, how did they converge onto this, this one? Um, yeah. Goal? Yeah. I just, um, I just kind of followed my passions, my intuitions, my interests. I mean, something that I think drives me a lot is just being a doer and a builder as opposed to a talker. Uh, I've done plenty of talking. I plan to keep talking and writing and doing research and that's all great, doing panels and conferences. But one thing both in the startup world and um, certainly in the you know, basically academic world is um, people certainly, I think sometimes overemphasizing um, thought and writing versus execution. And of course we all know that it's all in, when it comes to doing things and, um, and making things happen in the real world, it is about execution. And actually wrote an article about this was published by MIT called Software is Scholarship. And the idea there is that actually when you build software, including with no code tools, because that's all I can use, um, you, are, you are able to communicate ideas. And we know that through like infographics as a, as a very simple aspect of that. But if you want to communicate, let's say ideas about Shakespeare or whatever it is, and even in the humanities, you could build software that, that shows associations and, sh and reveals ideas in a very interactive way with the, the reader or the user of the software that expresses even very sophisticated and complex technical ideas in the humanities, not to mention social sciences. 
So in that way, I think that you can communicate with software. And that, so that to me is very consistent with the general idea about what do I do as an academic? I communicate ideas that hopefully develop interesting ones and have some insights and using software to do that. And I think on the flip side too, is that software and that startups are communicating and that in our knowledge-based, very technical economy with lots of smart people doing lots of amazing things, you know, it's obviously very hard to be come up with a truly original idea um, that be pursuing technology and startups, entrepreneurship of any kind for a nonprofit, you still have to be very thoughtful. You can't just launch a project and think that it's going to work without doing the requisite research, market research, user research. So I see that as basically consistent that developing a, a thought, developing a startup requires research and thought and writing and speaking, as well as developing um, research requires some kind of some sort of intellectual entrepreneurship, seeing what are the unmet needs of uh, researchers. Like there's a gap in scholarship, there's a gap in research, there's questions that we have not answered even through the laboratory, let's say for, for a time, some kind of a physical or biological science. So I think that as the economy has become more intellectual and knowledge-based and certainly driven by ideas and not just simple exchanges of simple value, um, you need to be as a startup founder or a, an executive in an existing company, obviously very thoughtful and do your research. And then it, so that coincides with the academic side of things. So to me, it's very all very much consistent as well as just this idea of like of doing things and going out there. And that's why I found this, the, um, the no code revolution to be so exciting and empowering because it says, you, you know, you don't have to wait for anybody. You can just do it. And in that sense, I, I've noted too on our favorite platform, Twitter, that in, in some important respects, the no code revolution is permissionless in the sense that as an entrepreneur, you don't need someone's permission. You just need basically 20 to $40 a month and you can start building software with no code. And if it scales, you can pay you know, a few more um, dollars per month in terms of the fees that you have to pay to like bubble.com or whoever it is that's hosting your platform. Um, so that in that sense is permissionless as we think is a very good thing for the overall open source and blockchain permissionlessness that comes with the internet computer and other um, type similar types of software. And so I think that no code is software that's built for the people. And then the internet computer in web three is software that's, uh, that's built, sorry, no code software that's built by the people. And then web three is software that's built for the people because it allows us to be so much more of a, have an ownership approach to our contributions in the technology sphere. Wow. Yeah. You, you certainly cover a lot of bases. And I like, I like what you said. I never thought about, uh, most of those things, especially the idea of no code building being permissionless, right? Because I can't build an application that I dream of myself right now because I need to know how to code. So in a sense, I don't have permission. Now that's, uh, that's, really, that's really interesting. So maybe it's time to jump into what, what we have now. So I know you have an update coming out soon. It'll probably be out uh, when you guys are watching this video. But what do you hope people could do now or should be doing? I know you have a few websites up that we checked out. Um, for someone who's interested in getting into the internet computer, not a, not a developer, what's available to them? Yeah, the great thing with ICME, and frankly, I think it's the only platform that even today, right now, even last week or last month, enables anyone to build a website that runs entirely on blockchain, the front end, the graphics, if you will, the images, uh, the text, of course, the coloring, the, the, the website runs on an internet computer. 
And in that sense, it's permissionless, it's decentralized. I haven't seen any other platform that allows you to do that, especially without writing code. And so anyone that wants to build a website, maybe take their first step into Web3 and blockchain, um, come on over to ICME, you know, build your website. Some of your um, existing HTML from your existing websites can be essentially copied and pasted. Um, not, it's not that simple as porting just yet, but one idea is that all these amazing people that are doing great things on Web2, whether you're a no-code solo creator and influencer that has your own page, for example, or you're a business that has a fairly standard website, but you don't want to pay the hosting fees or you, and you, you want to have full ownership of your website and your company's uh, materials, you can use ICME to host it and push it to the, to the blockchain through ICME. And um, we are in the process of also uh, enabling a lot more types of user interface, design elements from coloring to, to um, sizing to make it really easy to build something that looks very customized, very professional and very modern as well. Again, all push on blockchain. I don't know where else, anyone else that can do that for any blockchain, quite frankly. At the same time in parallel, of course, we're not just duplicating what's available right now um, for web two with no code, no code website builders. Obviously most website builders don't require coding, but just, just a value proposition of being on web three itself, I think is a big one, but going beyond that, of course, we are building in the ability to do things such as mint your own NFTs. And that should be coming out and that will be coming out very soon in the first quarter of 2022. Um, and, and the idea there is that um, it will be very easy for users to upload a JPEG, an audio file, a PDF also. Um, as a lawyer, you know, I'm just thinking that there's these enterprise use cases that people may want to experiment with by putting a document, a contract, whatever it is on blockchain and pointing to it and say, here's a signed version. It's basically immutable in some, in some important respects. Uh, this maybe counts as the um, authenticated and official record for whatever purpose. And here's the, here's the URL um, and here's the canister where it is and all that, the canister smart contract where it exists. And thankfully, um, internet computer makes that very cheap, very affordable to upload a PDF, um, which you cannot do affordably on Ethereum and maybe uh, and, and other uh, blockchains as well, as well as just being um, overall performant. And so that's what ICME is enabling is mint your own NFTs. The, the media file itself will be stored um, on blockchain in a smart contract canister. And also um, we, we will enable launching your own uh, NFT store to sell and trade to sell those NFTs and then to buy others and include them in your own store. And then going from there, we'll, we'll you know, push down based on People, what people are looking at the market, but the, the general roadmap is to extend the NFT functionality, uh, to connect it to launching DAOs on the internet computer as well. Um, bonafide DAOs, in other words, shared wallets among members um, with, with governance mechanisms uh, and tokens for that the, the uh, DAOs um, on the internet computer, as well as connecting it with, with uh, distributed applications, DAPs uh, more generally as well. So that's what's in store for 2022. Um, time is flying, but we are trying to as well. But I, you know, right now, even um, you can get started by deploying websites immediately, you know, burning those ICP tokens, changing them into cycles, and um, running it from there. Very nice. So ICME is also planning on having a marketplace as well for these NFTs that are going to be deployed. 
Yeah, so, uh, or marketplace in the sense of allowing people to launch their own marketplaces. So certainly, um, so there, the functionality that will be available in the first quarter will allow you to mint and store NFTs, and then you can you know, put links to them and say, hey, look at my NFT. But yes, you can absolutely sell them and, and um, earn money or, um, from selling them. Very nice. Yeah, so I went to the website today, actually, I saw that you have this Mona Lisa NFT, and I also see that Matoko School is built, uh, all using the product already. Exactly. Yeah, Fantastic. this and that, that's a great example of just saying, hey, we have this, we have a Web3 project. It makes sense to have a Web3 project exist and run on Web3, you know, not on a standard.com. Um, and so Motoko School, which is a great um, effort to increase, obviously, expertise and building on the internet computers language they developed, Motoko. And that seems like a good um, initiative. They built um, their primary website, at least, on the front end on the internet computer through ICME. So once you push it, you know, ICME is a tool, it's a funnel, if you will, to, to, to building stuff on the internet computer. But once you build it, you don't know, you know, you don't know if you hand coded it with Rustom and Toko or you use the visual development tools. Uh, and that's the great thing about no code in general. It's just a means to an end, but the end is the same. It's these applications that run on blockchain. So, so let me ask you, I fall into the category that you described before. I have like a, a small personal website just so people know what I do and they can find me. And I am so annoyed with the hosting and the renewing the domains every year. And I get really confused because <laughs> it's, it's hosting and it's weird and it's a pain in the butt. And I want to get a one on a blockchain. So if I was to do it, um, like my, I guess the first fold of that question is, should I do it myself? And how, how long would it take for me to learn it? I just want to have one personal website. I don't want to uh, learn anything else. Or is this the kind of thing where you should go, like it's a, it takes enough to learn where you're a professional no-code builder, I should just go give it to someone who knows how to do it and they could whip up a website real quick. Yeah, I, th honestly, I think you can do it yourself. And that's certainly our mission is to enable people to do things for themselves and um, not have to hire even professional no-coders, which there is. Certainly no-code is sophisticated enough, as you can imagine, um, that there are professionals who do it really, really really well, including the design elements. But yes, but um, ICME is very simple to use. The hardest thing is just getting started, transferring your ICPs um, and to the platform um, is, is maybe new to people who haven't done that before. But once you do that, it's, it's very easy. And just it really is drag and drop and click and put whatever elements you want, a hero, a banner, whatever it is. And a lot more coming down the pike in terms of like how you want to shape and size the images, the designs, the layouts, very much. It's very easy. It's almost too easy to the point where we don't even need to write, but we will. We are uh, writing more you know, tutorials and that type of thing as well. If, I, I know this is a hard thing to say, like depending on what the website is, but how, you know, about how long? Um, do you think it would? Yeah, I would say, you know, once you're up and running, I would, you know, I would say in under an hour, you can have a multi-page <laughs> because I, you know you can change them on and i'm gonna make a yeah. i'm gonna make a review <laughs> i'm gonna say great yeah that'd be, that'd be wonderful we'd love to um you know welcome you we you use the internet identity to authenticate you so we won't necessarily know who's building what but um yeah we look forward to that cool can anybody contribute uh no code build to the no code builder can anybody contribute to it already yeah, absolutely. Um, so certainly anyone can build using ICME, but we're also enabling, um, just like in the other, just like with WordPress, enabling people to build plugins and components, templates, 
and save them on the um, on the ICME and sell them as well. Okay. So if you built a really cool template that makes it even faster to build uh, a nice looking website for a particular type of business or portfolio for a, a uh, an artist, you can save those templates and then have people use them whether for free or for cost is something that's on our roadmap too. But definitely templates, components, and plugins for people that are going to build additional functionality is is key for any um, for any thriving ecosystem, right? Interoperability, uh, APIs, um, which is exciting too, that the internet computer will soon be enabling APIs to pull data in from, from web two and connect to those. Um, um, as well as, you know, I think the promise of blockchain, so much of it is composability or compatibility with things that are on chain. And that's really an important value prop I think for us is that because files and, and other things are on chain, it will eventually build, um, lead to a much more uh, compatible on-chain ecosystem uh, with the internet computer. And I think that's, that's pretty important as well. Yeah, that, that's one of the things that kind of like raised some questions in my head. So what, how does compatibility look you know, in, in the future? Because I know this is gonna go from things being websites and then you're gonna get more sophisticated, people can build their own projects and such. But even um, the first step to that might be an NFT. So there's an NFT uh, you, that you could mint yourself and then you make your own marketplace. But then how, do, yeah. how does that become compatible with perhaps other marketplaces built on ICME and then outside of that? Like, is it compatible with the standard uh, Entropot uses for NFTs and whatnot? Um, if you, like, if you know, so maybe now and then as this roadmap progresses. Does yeah, definitely. The dream of composability. Yeah, absolutely. So we're building um, the NFT standard we use is the EXT standard. That's also, I think, what they um, use at Entrepo or Entrepot. Um, and I know that's compatible with the Plug Wallet and Stoic Wallet. So both of those can be sources of funds for buying and selling um, NFTs on on the um, on through through the marketplaces you build through ICME. So if you sell an NFT on ICME. It will show up. It can show up in your plug wallet or your Stoic wallet, and therefore you can also then go and list it on Entrepo if you want to list it on that marketplace too. So in that sense, it's very very compatible with the existing internet computer ecosystem uh, because we use the same standard. Uh, and certainly, generally, as we move forward, we're, you know, we would be looking at other types of cross-chain or interchain um, applications, and something that we're looking at, of course, as well as the upcoming Bitcoin and Ethereum. Uh, direct integrations from the internet computer, which may allow for payments in Bitcoin and Ethers or something like, you know, minting on Ethereum, but saving the files on the internet computer and all and us allowing that through a one-click um, interface. Amazing. Good to hear. Uh, could, so I'm pretty naive when it comes to no-code building in general. And I didn't know, if, like before I met you, that there was this no-code revolution and that it was going to a place where application ideas could fit into, eventually fit in, into this no-code builder. So teach me something about the no-code building world, because right now, whenever I work with people, if there's an idea for an application, it's like, go find devs, <laughs> you're going to need a full stack team, and, and that's how you build it out. Yeah. But it, it, are we at a, at a place where these no-code builders are there and then where they could build more complex things is like, is that coming? And then when you bring it over to blockchain, which seems to be the combination of your passions, what are the kind of advantages that we're, you're bringing to the table? Yes. So in, in the world of web two, 
Um, No-code builders are very sophisticated, and I would say Bubble is probably one of the most prominent, um, such that, yes, if you have an idea, you should never go hire developers and try and raise money in Web2 to build it out because there's already so many amazing no-code uh, building tools to do it that are fast, cheap, and will at least get you your initial feedback from the market with an MVP. I, I do think 100% that you can build an entire company people have with many employees, very scalable without writing a line of code also. All these tools allow you to enter code kind of in the back end if you want to do some further customization or something isn't working, but it's, it's actually shockingly and stunning to see what people are able to do now um, using these tools without writing a line of code. And certainly there's more advanced stages of learning it where you do really, you do have to think through the engineering issues, primarily with database design, because you have all these databases um, for different purposes. And the question is kind of how do they connect with each other in part to make your app um, fast and fast enough. And if you don't build your database right or think about it correctly, it's gonna be slow to load and uh, on the initial pages and slow to um, retrieve information. But that's a problem that really everyone faces, code or no code. So in other words, it can get sophisticated, but yes, um, this idea that you need to hire developers and raise money is wrong and done and should not be thought about. It's, it's, it's almost a pernicious idea at this point because so many people have amazing ideas, but they see this huge barrier. And in some ways it's an elitist, unfair barrier to entrepreneurship in the tech world um, to, to be an entrepreneur and the barrier being raising money, meeting the criteria of perhaps venture capital firms and um, finding and hiring developers, which are of course also always in short supply. So I think, I think coders should be doing things like building out infrastructure for their net computer and with the really hard things that still require coding and doing some really cutting edge stuff. But when it comes to a web app on web two, um, people are wasting their time to hire developers and to the point of it being almost a scam for people to say, hire me to develop your web app for 15, 20K, and then it's going to cost you for um, $1,000 for every little change you ask me. I can, you know, I, I would, I started the no-code sports league in part to show before I see me to show how fast people can develop almost in a sportsman-like sense, um, web apps. And the, and the idea that, you know, you need a team to do that is no longer true. Of course, you're in a sense outsourcing the team to, to the no-code platform. They have coders, they're building all this stuff. And I see me, the engineers and I see me are doing the hard work now with Matoko, so you don't have to in the future. That's, yeah, that's unbelievable. That's all news to me. Uh, <laughs> I felt yeah. like- it, it is revolutionary and it's to the point where, you know, I, it would it's probably gonna add points to GDP because it really, um, smashes on the, on the downside costs of development and upkeep and allows lawyers and doctors and business professionals and accountants to really get into the tech world in a way, in a way they never have been and not have to hire their and, and bother their IT person to do something fairly routine. Understood. Yeah, so, I remember with my old startup, I used to have to wait weeks to, to move a button from one spot to another within our app because maybe that was a better you know, for the customer feel like I was getting, but the, the iteration is lightning fast. Um, you can do it yourself and it really is drag the button down, maybe add some additional backend functionality and the database shows something different or does some different function um, and that's it, you know? 
Um, so that's, it is, it is very exciting to see that and very empowering. Like I said, it was like being struck by lightning. I think the same, the, the same lightning we get when we get, when we go down the, the Bitcoin or the internet computer rabbit hole, I think I also felt people will also get with no, the no code rabbit hole. Yeah, fascinating. I, I, I love to share this story, but my friend is, is going through the same thing. He's very interested in the no code builder. Uh, he, he went down the development route. It was, it was too difficult. He had this like, startup idea. And the first day I met you was the day that he told me, like, unrelated, that he found ICME and he was using it. Yeah, that's right. That that's was, great. That was out of the gate. And you, yeah, you guys have already accomplished so much. And the fact that you have an, a fully up and running product, it's like, it's really amazing how, how quickly things are moving. So, I, I mean, you, you're quite a visionary. And like, if you could walk us through in your head the roadmap and, and the vision for how long it's going to take and what kind of endeavors you guys are taking on and hope to see in the coming months, years. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So certainly this is a big year uh, for us in terms of rolling out the, um, the NFT related functionality. And so initially you'll be able to sell your NFTs. The idea will be to make your own marketplace that can compete with OpenSea or any other NFT marketplace out there. So people can upload their NFTs to the, to the marketplace you launched. That's another way to think about it. As well as I think there's a real, there's going to be real value from launching DAOs um, on the internet computer. In part, again, because of costs. If there's, there's, other, there's some other really great platforms that allow you to manage and launch DAOs um, on other platforms, other, on other chains, whether it's Ethereum or um, the Gnosis chain that, the, the, that uses XDAI, in part because it's, it's cheap. But I think that we can add a lot of value by and bringing things on chain on the internet computer because it's not just cheaper, but also it's going to be faster and allow for more types of additional functionality that can really build communities around DAOs. Um, in addition to making it easy to, to drop NFTs and use that as a type of DAO contribution or governance to, governance mechanism or, or contribution tool. Because once, once with ICB, now we have the NFT minting capabilities, it's, it's probably not too far of a... Um, walk to allowing those NFTs to be given to uh, members of a DAO that are also on the internet computer and, and or you know, launch a DAO around an NFT or an NFT collection um, as well, where that's the primary um, focus. And I think, I think also the market's understanding that social tokens are best um, and most more valuable in the form of NFTs because they do provide a more direct kind of um, show of value um, with respect to what um, promote what creators, influencers are doing and trying to do with social tokens than a mere fungible token. That a non-fungible token is a better type of token for social tokens than a fungible one. Yeah. Wow. So full-blown DAOs as well. <laughs> That's yeah. That I think is very important. And then um, hopefully, you know, being the only platform that can really create a seamless connection between an NFT collection and a DAO collection. So you can launch a DAO along with some NFTs and really use the NFTs within the DAO ecosystem that you develop. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. This is, uh, this is so exciting to hear. It's bringing me to the idea that all the people that I know that have startup ideas don't, don't need to you know, have a huge yeah. barrier to entry with coding. It's such a big deal for bringing others to the ecosystem. Uh, I don't know if other block, like, I don't know what other blockchains are doing in, the, in this route. I don't hear about no code builders on blockchains very much. Is it that's a great point. And that's why I was, um, I I'm still, I'm surprised. I'm still surprised. I think 
a lot of it um, certainly goes to Wyatt, who pioneered this. You know, I, I told him before I joined him, like this, this is going down in history because you really built the first no-code builder for a bona fide no-code for blockchain. Not like a not like an extension, not a plugin, uh, but a real you know full-blown end-to-end. And um, so that's you know that's his, that reflects I think his you know expertise and mastery and genius, whatever it is, right? And that's, a, that's amazing. But I think it also is a reflection of the internet computer and how their system is very amenable to this type of, um, this type of tool where you can build it without having to run code and deploy it and whatever happens in between and it ends up as awesome or something, right? Um, it's fairly straightforward. I've actually spoken, you know, in years previous, I spoke to other blockchain builders and blockchain networks um, developers, and they said it would be actually be very difficult to do some kind of no-code uh, builder for our blockchain for various reasons. Good to know. Very cool. Well, this is broadening the reach of blockchain to millions of people. So this is really exciting. I think that's also what the ethos of internet computer is as well, uh, you know, to bring in everybody, not just what's in there already in the crypto space, you're bringing people from outside the crypto space. So I find this really incredible. Um, yeah. Any other questions you have? No. Yeah. Um, no. It, absolutely. It's, it's, it's a pleasure, like having you come on and talk about it. it having, um, I, like again, I, I'm so fascinated by your efforts because most of uh, the Divinity is heavily tech focused. So for one, the people who stumble upon it, as as the for, like understand it for what it is, usually come from a highly technical background, and then even more so, they end up being the founders, which I, I like. I really like about the internet computer, but for something that's that's pretty new and geared towards a more general audience. Um, you have a, a guy like you that crosses so many disciplinary boundaries and is interested in, in bringing together like a huge community and in, in a, like a project with massive ambitions. It's like incredible. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, really, you know, I think so many of us um, have these ideas and want to be independent and want to create, you know, there's an artist inside every one of us in some sense, right? And I think no code really unlocks that. And then Web3 makes it possible to monetize it in the best way for creators. And it's not just uh, website builders or DAP builders. It's, no code goes to um, video game builders. It goes to 3D um, augmented reality. So you can even build fairly sophisticated augmented AR apps. Um, with uh, no code, video games and all that stuff, the Unity engine, there are platforms that can make at least decent video games without writing code. And that's something ICME will be keeping track of because we, we want to connect with those communities. We want to connect with those builders and say, hey, you have this awesome tech um, for like gaming, for building gaming. And what can we do to support that? If not, start to replicate those kinds of um, capabilities soon. So on our roadmap is not yet at least, um, building video games on the internet computer without code, but there is there is something going on there that's bigger than just even I think um, DAOs and DApps being built without code, which by itself is amazing and awesome, and, and there's a lot of excitement that can come from that. Um, I, I can also just announce right now, if you don't mind, just check my email during our call because I knew and I was confident that we would be getting a community awards grant from the Definity Foundation. So ICME is, is, has received a community grants award and as part of that process, we'll really be educating as many people as we can about the benefits of the internet computer and how to build on it um, through ICME. So that's really that's exciting. Awesome. Congratulations. Yeah, right on. <laughs> I'm live on the call too, so that's great. Bye, on the call, real time.
How and uh, by the way, how many uh, people thus far has anybody like contributed like with these plugins? Um, also, how do you? We're, we're still talking to people on that. Yeah, we, we've we've seen some great great technology. We've seen some exciting stuff about naming names. Perhaps is, is the ability to upload um, infinitely sized videos to the internet computer. That's super exciting. So we're, we're talking to folks who've been doing that. Um, other people that have different types of um, um, digital design tools that they would maybe like to say, okay, so you can design fairly straightforward stuff here, but if you really want to do something unique with, with the way we do it, um, come to um, come to that platform. So digital, different types of digital art and design that's unique tools for building that. And so that's another potential plugin um, as well. Um, and, and also that reminds me of the API functionality. So a lot of web, a lot of folks, web two people, um, those web two people, but a lot of people have amazing tools on web two and amazing media and other content. And they would like to basically add a button to their website that says mint this and sell it as an NFT. And so ICME is enabling that through an API as well and say, hey, sure, of course you don't want to bring everything over to, the, to web three tomorrow and especially perhaps not through our platform, but you definitely want to, and, and Wyatt and, and the team have done really amazing work on the hard work of enabling people to mint and store and trade um, NFTs on, on the uh, internet computer. So if you, you don't have that capability to have that backend essentially for NFTs, we can plug it into your website and then you can start minting stuff, whatever it is. So that is another way to kind of plug in our platform into theirs. Exactly. And uh, on me, on maybe a final note. So for community members, I know you guys have a lot of resources and you're very involved in the community and, and have community calls and whatnot. So people who want to get started, um, where do they find the resources? And yeah, just how do you point people in the right direction? Yeah, come to icme.io and, and take it from there. You'll see the launch to the, the Web3, of course, app and all the other educational materials, the blogs, the guides, the tutorials, the, the use cases, um, and all the other benefits of building with, on the internet computer with ICME. So we did sell out, we have a web two um, website. And the reason being, you know, we just, we do want people to find us on Google searches and that type of thing, but we certainly look forward, you know, sooner than later to move even the, the marketing site uh, back to the internet computer. And we know there's a lot of excitement, a lot of exciting things coming down on the infrastructure side for domain names and things like that. Um, all that stuff will be incorporating so you can launch your website um, essentially on with a, with a readable um, URL, still still running on the internet computer, still using ICME to do that. Amazing stuff. Yeah. Very exciting, yeah. Thanks for coming on. This was awesome. Uh, and uh, yeah, I guess we're gonna do that ICME challenge. <laughs> so we'll let you know the problem. That'd be great. We'll make our website. So come on. Pleasure. Wonderful. Thank you so much, gentlemen, for having me. It's always a pleasure. Uh, keep in touch. And I'll talk to you soon. Talk soon. Great. Take care. Take care.